farming can be a wonderful business, a tremendous lifestyle, but can also be a pretty lonely existence at times. Not just the day-to-day work, but the larger issues that you have to think through. Managing seasons, enterprise mixes, assessing opportunities and threats, looking at those transitions into the future, and probably the biggest one, farm succession. So in this episode, we're going to talk through a model that helps with all of it. Hi, I'm Marius Cumming. Welcome to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. So there are Australian wool innovation extension networks in every state that assist wool growers increase production and are a primary source of any information you're seeking about any issue to do with sheep farming and wool growing. But a different model also exists that's a combination of benchmarking and advisory group. It's called Ag Edge and one participant is New England wool grower Charles Coventry. He spoke with AWI's Emily King about how it works. It is a hard concept to understand but in its simplest form it is um, it's farmers sitting around a boardroom table um, as peers helping one another. So it's creating a, a board environment with other farmers so that you can test your theories um, farmer to farmer with other people who who also walk in your walk in your shoes. Okay, so in a board round, uh, you've got maybe 10, 12 people around the table. You know, husband, wife, father, daughter, whatever the mix is for that farm. Uh, you've got a facilitator in the room, someone to provide technical advice. Um, you've got a chair in the room, and so let's say you're at a one day board meeting. Um, you starts at eight o'clock, uh, you know, goes till five o'clock and five or six different businesses will each get maybe an hour and a half of time or an hour of time for their allocated board round. So if it's your board round, you get to, um, you get to test your theories, your thoughts, your plans with your other board members. And when it's their turn, you're there to help them. So there's, a, there's an element of kind of community involvement you know, you, you get help with your what's keeping you awake at night. People will help you with that. But likewise, you've got to be there to help other people to solve their challenges as well. So, you know, the other, the rest of the day, if you first up, you're also working hard the rest of the day to, uh, to help other people. So, And I know confidentiality is an absolutely crucial part of any of these types of groups. You know, it's yeah. really about Chatham House rules and, you know, what's said in the room yeah. stays in the room. But can you give me an example of some types of, th- just broad examples of things yeah. that people might ask for assistance on from the other group members? Yeah, so look, it's, it's absolutely confidential and that's why it works. I, I think the beauty of farmers is you've got a kind of true blue honesty in their nature. So that is well understood and respected and reinforced often. So, um, but, but from that um, strict confidentiality is that anything can be discussed in the room. And, um, and that's probably the power of it, right? Is because whatever might be the most painful thing that is affecting your business, whether that's a personal emotional thing, whether it's a family issue, or whether it's just more strategic, those are things you get to talk about. And it, it's quite unique. I don't know of any other organization that allows you to talk about emotional challenges in the same board round that you might then equally be talking about strategic challenges. And that, that, that's where it's quite unique, but you only do it because you trust the other people. So yeah, very important that you get to 
to flesh out something that might be a blockage to your decision making in the paddock. So, and I guess, you know, that's a key part as well, having that tight knit group and having those networking opportunities and having that trust and confidentiality within the group. Yeah, I mean, the, the advantage of having that sort of trusted forum is that, um, you know, sometimes you might, you might, you, you'll come to a board meeting, uh, you might have anywhere from three topics to six topics. Um, if, for example, you're in a stage of farm succession, that might be a topic that takes an hour, and then you might put up a topic around, you know, do I change over and buy a new combine or not? Mm. Um, we run through the economics on that. Yeah. Um, and then it might be more operational, you know, like the artificial insemination program or something like that. Yeah. Um, but um, what we commonly find is that of those three areas we tend to problem solve, it's across the strategic, which is, you know, really the, that's the big picture stuff. Do I buy the farm next door or not? Um, yeah, negotiating with, with bank on interest rates, whatever this, you know, the flavour of the month is. The operational, which is, you know, we don't use the boards as much for operational, but sometimes you do, you know. Um, and the other is the, the emotional, the, the, the sort of soft issues. And that might be whether it's sort of succession planning challenges, whether depression, you know, whatever might um, just sort of need to get solved. We tend to find people want to solve that stuff first in a trusted forum before they move to the strategic. Yeah, sure. And, if, you know, if, if everything's humming well in the family, you know, then you tend to focus a lot more on the strategic. And, and every board member, every, all boards tend to go through those cycles um, where they might go through the emotional stages and there's, you know, some strong emotions in the room and then they're back to focusing on strategic issues for years. And, you know, it, it's, it's quite unique and it's versatile across those, those different types of topics, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, what type of um, time would you allocate to preparing yourself for one of these board meetings or yeah. um, before they happen? So I imagine there's yeah. some time in um, pulling together financials and having those analysed yeah. and, and preparing what you'd like the board to help you with. Sort of what sort of time allocation do you like to put towards it? Sure, sure. So one of the, I suppose one of the good things about Ag Edge is it creates the discipline to run your financials on a regular basis because you've got to provide that a week before a board meeting. <clears throat> like any board meeting, your board members need to have had time to read and digest your your financials, your you've also got a, you know, basic, simple report. Mm. Um, you know, how much rainfall you've had and key issues, what do you want to talk about? So um, so look I would generally knock that out. I mean I'm doing my financials anyway, so in terms of just putting a putting that together to send it out to my board might take an hour mm. and and um, and you've got you know travel time getting down to a meeting. So um, commonly, I find I'm I'm rushed to trying to get ready in time, and I was like cursing <laughs> to have the time. And then I drive away from a board meeting so relieved, so refreshed, so invigorated because all of a sudden, you know, three or four issues that I've been wrestling with, I've got crystal clear clarity, and you know I, I know exactly you know the precise direction I want to travel in as a result of you know testing my ideas with other people. And so um, we've mentioned a couple of times board, um, but I guess it's not a board in the true sense of the word board. At yes. the end of the day, you know, these people are a bit of a sounding board to you. And, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, you walk away and it's still purely your decision on farm. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. So it's structured around a board timing and board environment, but obviously it's a peer board, not and a sounding board rather than a financial board. You know, th these are people that are, they're, they're, they're other farmers like you 
who are there to provide um, a perspective opinion, um, but they don't have any financial authority over your business. So you choose, you know, you have all the control. You choose the topics you want to talk about. Um, you put them up in succession. You spend the time on them you need with your board. You might say, thank you, I, I've got good feedback on the topic. Can I move to the next topic? Um, and then at the end of your, your hour, hour and a half, um, there's conclusions reached. So you take control of those actions. You've got someone there, secretary, taking minutes. Okay, these are the actions you've agreed. You, you're going to um, you know, follow up with the bank manager on this. You're going to call this person. You're going to get this valuation done. You're going to run the model on you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so you get the actions, if you like, uh, as homework. Mm-hmm. You, you agree and accept those. But then the first thing you do when you come back to your next board meeting is um, is confirm what's been done, what's not been done. If not done, why not? So there's the accountability at each board round on progress and action. So yeah, you've got control. You've got control over the forum. You use the forum as you need to to um, test your theories and your thinking. And of course, control over what you commit yourself to. Sure, I think sure. there's so much interesting research out there about um, how much more likely people are to complete something if they've verbally um, agreed to yeah. it and had it written down um, with their peers. So yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, it's a really true, yeah. true tried and tested model. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you mentioned um, lots of different um, farming businesses involved in Ag Edge. Um, yeah. What sort of farming businesses or what sort of business types does Ag Edge attract? So what yeah, type of people are giving you advice? I yeah, guess? yeah, sure. So it's quite a range, um, but, but mostly they're cropping and livestock business or mixed cropping and livestock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have the extremes of pure livestock, pure cropping, and many mixtures in between. Um, tend to be, I, I don't know, medium-scale businesses. Um you know that there's no right or wrong as to what scale business is involved um we've had other industries within agriculture um stock station agency horse studs um um ag manufacturing businesses who've also been involved over the years in ag edge because they use that model you know as again as a sounding board as a way to to um challenge their business and try and grow their business so yes there's been a range of businesses involved it is mostly um livestock cropping and mixed cropping you know i i i mean for the most part you know the advice you get is is exactly what you want to hear and or you, or you sometimes it's not you know sometimes um i mean i i can think back to a time where i was running too many enterprises and my board advised me to chop one out and i was 18 months to two years stubbornly against the advice from my board and finally when i did it you know they were bloody right yeah. you know i had only listened to the you know to the opinion of the board at that time um but for the most part i you know certainly i've always respected and agreed with the advice from my board yeah yeah that multi-generational aspect i think is really um, important to talk about um, so often um, so many people say that succession planning is a really difficult and confronting time in their business. Oh, yeah. And so I think, yeah, being able to normalise that and have those open discussions, yeah. you know, from from very young age um, yeah. is likely quite helpful. Oh, look, we, we talk about succession a lot mm. um, across many other topics as well, but succession is a really important topic. Um, and, you know, we, we, we'll commonly repeat topics of conversation you know three and five years down the track when someone else is going through it 
and they're seeking opinion from others, what did they do? You know, we, we relive experiences um, from our own learnings. Yeah. Yeah. And AgEdge has been running for about 25 years now, and I know you've been involved for around 11 or 12 years. I think that's about right, yeah. yeah. So what, I guess, what keeps you involved? I mean, you know, that's a fairly, that's a long tenure with any um, yeah. advisory service. Yeah. So I guess um, what what keeps you going and what benefits do you mainly see from AgEdge? What, you know, what really keeps you there? Yeah, um, look, the, the, the standard lifetime life cycle for people involved in AgEdge is seven years from, from our, you know, surveys. Um, and for some businesses longer, you know, some are shorter. It could probably range from about three years up to about 20 years. So um, it depends on what is the useful cycle of that product. Um, and so for me, it's still a really useful product um, because uh, I feel that my business is making better decisions when I get to test uh, my theories with other people who you know walked in my shoes or not, but can give me an honest perspective. Um, so uh, I, I suppose the key benefits for me is that I see um, first it gives me a sounding board on my on ideas. You know what's keeping you awake at night, and and you solve that. But then by getting that perspective, it gives you it gives you the ability to accelerate more quickly in executing. You know putting that plan into practice because if if you're less um, if you're less concrete about the outcome, then you tend to drift. Yeah. But once you've got clarity, um, once you've tested that, you know, if, it's, if you get that past your, you know, respected people who walk in your shoes, then you kind of go on, on the right track. So we'll, we'll crack on with it. So, um, and, and I think the other thing, the other benefit is the accountability. So is that your, you know, putting your financials up on a regular basis. Um, you're reporting back to your board what you've done based on what you said you were gonna do. Um, so you've got that, a, a, it's the accountability. Yeah, it's, it, instead of just working in, in pure isolation, which is you know, quite common you know, in what we do, we're, we're quite isolated. Um, it's a way to kind of um, bridge that isolation. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It's been great chatting. Thanks, Emily. Thank you. Charles Coventry there, New England wool grower from Ag Edge, speaking with AWI's Emily King. So if you have any ideas for this podcast, just send them through to theyarn at wool.com on email, but we're also on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for your company. From me, Marius Cumming, thanks for having a yarn with us.